welcome to another edition of the Agent on Duty podcast. I am John Marion, and I am the Agent on Duty. This podcast is devoted to bringing content about the residential real estate industry. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can always access the show notes for each episode at innovativeproperties.com. Welcome to another episode of the Agent on Duty podcast. And today, my special guest is Yannick Cujo Virgil. And uh, we're going to have a great conversation about how uh, Yannick got it started in real estate, but he's got an interesting background. He was in the NFL for a while. And uh, so Yannick, I'd like you to introduce yourself to our audience and just t- tell us a little bit, bit about your background. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, John, for the uh, introduction. Um, so my name is Yannick Cujo Virgil. Originally from Trinidad, moved to uh, uh, Maryland when I was about 12 years old. But essentially, my background is in uh, sports. I uh, was a professional football player, played linebacker for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Unfortunately, got injured. My career got uh, halted early. So I decided to pivot into real estate. And the reason that I wanted to was just to create wealth, right? You know, I was a broke college student. Uh, coming out of high school, sorry, coming out of college. And, you know, you know, we started from zero and then we started making, you know, 30, 50, $40,000 per week. And I just decided, hey, you know, I need to do something with this money. Right. So I found that real estate was a great vehicle to retain wealth. And uh, here I am today. Uh, You know, we primarily focus in multifamily acquisitions, but we also do some smaller single family rentals. And, you know, I'm just happy to hear, to be here and share my uh, experience in the real estate space. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So it's really interesting what you just said. You went from, you know, what, what you were doing and, and suddenly you're a professional football player getting, uh, you know, big chunks of money going to your bank account, basically. Uh, so what, what made the connection with you to, to say, Hey, I've got to do something with this money uh, rather than just going out partying and buying all kinds of nice stuff. What was your journey from, you know, having money to saying, you know, I really should do something with this in real estate. Absolutely. So, you know, my big key moment, John, was really when I got injured. Right. And it's something that not a lot of athletes, well, Pertaining to football, it's a 100% injury sport, right? People get injured all the time. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, it was that uh, that moment when we started getting a new coaching staff my first year, right? Unfortunately, I tore my patella tendon. And just the rigorous rehab and just the unknown of having someone from the Patriots, um, a GM from the Patriots, and I'm not sure if you're too familiar with the football space, but the Patriots, it's like a revolving door, right? So that culture coming to Tennessee was something that I was, you know, truly afraid of. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, I had something to show for, right? You know, if this injury did not uh, help me, um, if this injury did not recover as well as as I wanted it to, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, my family was protected from from an income perspective. I was protected from an income perspective, right? And we hear the statistics all the time, you know, 78% of athletes go broke within their within two to three years of leaving the game. So I wanted to be the reverse statistic, right? I wanted to be um, the other uh, 22%, um, you know, or the 23% rather um, that, you know, actually retains their wealth and and does well for themselves uh, as they leave the game. So was there anything that, um, that, so you you realize you need to do something with your money and have a plan. Is there anything in particular that, um, 
that turned you on to real estate as being the method or the or the the you know the the road that you would go down? Absolutely. So you know, I can remember um, you know when I was rehabbing. You know, days were tough. Um, you know, it was it, it's essentially very hard when you see a lot of people coming in and and trying out, and you see rookies coming in. So mentally, just the mental stamina that you have to have while playing professional sports is really important. So to get my mind off it, you know, I started reading some books and, you know, I stumbled upon this, this uh, website called bigger pockets, you know, and I saw something about rich dad, poor dad. Right. And that mm-hmm. started kind of turning the wheels and, and really uh, creating thoughts in my head as to, you know, what do I really do, want to do with this money and real estate? I'm sorry, uh, rich dad, poor dad, you know, spoke a lot about real estate and how real estate is a great vehicle to do so. So, um, you know, that's where my thought process from being a real estate investor really stemmed from was from the literature that, you know, was uh, enriched at Portland. Okay. So at that point, had you purchased your own home uh, before uh, or wh- where were you in turn? Were you living in an apartment or wh- what were you doing? Or did you purchase any real estate uh, before you read that, those, that material? Yeah. So I, I did not purchase any real estate at that time. Um, you know, at that time I was living in an apartment, but, you know, much of that time from rehabbing and, uh, you know, finally making the the decision to actually retire was just a bunch of education for me. You know, I'm really a big proponent on educating myself, making sure that I know what I'm getting into, especially when finances is involved. So I wanted to make sure that I was fully ready to, you know, step into the real estate game prior to doing any transactions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So tell me about your first real estate transaction. You mentioned that you did a 203K loan and we'll talk a little bit about that, but was that your first real estate transaction? The one that you did with the 203K? So my first real estate transaction was not necessarily the 203K loan. Uh, My first real estate transaction was uh, a fix and flip deal that, you know, was brought to me by a wholesaler. And uh, unfortunately I lost money on my first deal. Right. And we talk about it all the time. We hear literature. It says, you know, rule number one, don't lose money. But that was actually one of the biggest moments that allowed allowed me to become a veteran in the real estate space. Right. You learn a lot from your trials and tribulations through life, through a lot of things that you go through on a daily basis. You know, that's who really brings the character out, you know, when things get tough. Right. So, uh, you know, I I learned a lot within that transaction. But the two or three K loan was one one of the most. a creative properties that I've ever purchased simply because, you know, as you already know, um, you're able to get in at, you know, at three, three and a half percent down. And I still own that property till this day. You know, it's a two unit property and the cash flow is about a thousand bucks for me on a monthly basis. So it's great. Wow. So uh, let me go back to the first deal. Um, so the first deal didn't work out for you. So what you just bought too high or, or what happened or did you, um, it was, too much of a project for you? What, what was going on that made it not a, a good deal? Um, no, it, I don't think it was, you know, the buy price, you know, rather, I, you know, it was more so I hired the bad, a wrong mentor, you know, I hired the wrong person to teach mm-hmm. me how to, um, you know, I thought that he was going to teach me instead. I think he was a little bit more interested in, and, um, you know, making himself some money. Um, and, uh, you know, the transaction also involved, you know, someone that he dealt with as well. And in terms of bringing some of his students um, deals and, and, and hooking them up with a contractor. So, it, you know, there was some inside dealing there. 
Um, so, you know, it wasn't necessarily the buy-in price. It was more so, you know, as you know, holding costs, right? Things add up, you know, people get busy, you know, properties are too far away. So, you know, a, a culmination of things like that led to, you know, a loss in profit. But, you know, one of the great things that I've learned within that deal is just trust, you know, vetting your partnerships, right? Making sure that everyone knows, you know, what they're supposed to do, you know, um, holding them accountable to what they're supposed to be doing and just making smart decisions. You know, that's, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's, um, that's a great, um, a great experience to really learn very quickly. And, uh, and that's good. So, so then after that, you got involved in this, uh, it, it sounds like you bought a duplex and you used a 203k loan. So can you take a minute to just explain what a 203k loan is? Uh, some people have never heard of that before. Absolutely. Um, so the FHA has a program called 203k loan that allows you to essentially buy a property and renovate it, right? Um, it's great financing because they give you, because you're allowed to still put down uh, 3.5% down, similar to what you would put down if the property was fully renovated. So I thought, you know, just from reading Rich Dad Poor Dad and having the appetite to invest in real estate, you know, I thought this was a tremendous opportunity for me to uh, leverage the low down payment, but also get a property that I can also turn into a rental, a rental unit or rental units down the line. Um, so I, you know, found a property uh, in, in Northeast Baltimore. You know, it was the 2019 market, so nothing as crazy as, as things are today. Um, got in at a really good price. I bought it for about 150, and uh, I put about 25 to 30 thousand dollars in it. And this was all again borrowed money from you know uh, using the 203k uh, program. And you know, as I mentioned, that property is has been you know I've definitely had a hundred percent return on investment um, just from putting down. I think you know my all in was about fifteen thousand for that property. Um, and you know today that property cash flows a thousand dollars for me. So you know 203k loans are great properties. You know when it comes to um, you know, living in one unit and, and renovate, uh, renting out the other unit, or even if it's a single family house where you want to create some additional equity and grow your wealth, you know, two, the 203, 203K loan is a great vehicle to do so. So did you live in, in one unit after you fixed it up? Yep, absolutely. And that's the house hacking method that, you know, yeah. uh, I've learned from bigger pockets, right? It's, it, it's essentially, you know, the, the millennial way, right? You live in one unit, and you let someone else pay your mortgage. And that was great. You know, I, I um, you know, she, she paid the entire mortgage, my, my first floor tenant. You know, I lived on the second floor. She lived on the first floor. And, you know, throughout the, you know, the pandemic and, you know, when I first acquired the property, um, you know, she, she paid for the mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's a great story. So that, that's how you got into real estate. And uh, what did you do from there then? So you, you've got this uh, duplex you're living in, your tenants paying your mortgage. Uh, what was your next step after that? Well, you know, the, there's, there's the thing called the bug, right? The real estate bug is, you know, once you start getting cash flow on a monthly basis, it's like, man, this is great, right? You know, you, you go from being a, an earner to an investor. Now you're, 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 you're making your money work for you. And, uh, you know, it was more so like, how do I get more? You know, how do I do more <laughs> rentals? You know, yeah. so that's what I started doing. I started, uh, you know, looking for deals that, you know, um, I can, you know, rehab and, and refinance called the Burr method, which is buy, rent, rehab, um, uh, refinance and repeat. And it's essentially a structure that you can 
continuously use and use and use and reuse to kind of build your wealth slowly but steadily over time. So I started doing that. And, you know, we've to date, we've acquired about seven single family rentals and got into the syndication space, um, first with an LP investment and then started doing some uh, lead, you know, sponsorship investments. And, you know, today, you know, we're operating 40 units, but then our own, um, uh, you know, our own uh, acquisition uh, company. So uh, excited, excited yeah. to, uh, to see the future. So that that's a big jump. So you're, you're um, renovating and, uh, you know, buying distressed properties, renovating them, reselling them or holding them as rentals. Were they mostly single family homes or duplexes or, you know, smaller properties? They weren't big apartment buildings at that point. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So essentially single family, single family properties that, you know, had a lot of value to be created within them, you know, buying them at a really good price, you know, utilizing the Burr method, rehabbing them and refinancing them and, and uh, you know, repeating that cycle. Um, and so, I, you know, I love the Burr method. It's, it's one of the, the, the best ways. And, and, and from, you know, that thought really was uh, stimulated from the 203K loan, right? Just mm-hmm. starting off with that first investment and getting your wheels turning. I think the 203K loan is a great way for homeowners to leverage um, the FHA to do their first deal, get their first, you know, housing opportunity. You know, once you, your family size starts to grow, you know, you can always go and buy another one. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I really love that 203K loan. And, you know, we, we turned that and, and went and bought, you know, more single family units and then scaled up into the multifamily space. So what, what led you to go from single family to multifamily? So it sounds like you got some education or you met somebody that probably showed you, Hey, you can get into this, uh, this part of real estate too. What was, what was that like go, going from single family homes to multifamily? What was your journey? It was, it was great. You know, my, my background professionally, you know, after I retired from the NFL was, uh, is real estate finance and, and private equity. So I've worked for, for oh, okay. uh, multiple private equity shops, uh, primarily retail and institutional capital. And I always wanted to get into the commercial real estate space, but I understood that, you know, the knowledge that was needed or required to do larger deals, um, that require understanding finance and interest rates and things on a more granular level just required time. Right. And so, you know, I decided to go get a job and work for someone else, work for someone that's, you know, smarter than I am in the real estate space, someone who's doing big deals, you know, get in the room with someone that's actually cutting the checks so you can know, you know, firsthand experience, you know, what it's like to actually do a deal or learn from their mistakes. So you don't make the same mistakes on your own. Um, So I always knew that I wanted to get into the commercial real estate space. Um, but that was just the, the route that I decided to take. So from taking that knowledge, um, you know, we went ahead and, and did our own deals. And so, you know, we're growing right now as a multifamily syndication company. Okay. So have you transitioned to exclusively multifamily or are you still in the uh, single family space as well? Yeah, we, 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 um, we're, we're not solely as of right now in the multifamily space, you know, that's our primary uh, acquisition criteria, but we would do some single family deals that make sense in this hot market. You know, we do some tax liens as well. So anything that we can do to, um, you know, achieve our returns and, 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 and make good investments is what we're willing to do. But as of right now, we, we still do some single family investments. So when it comes to like the area that you're working, are you, are you just doing this in Baltimore or are you, are you um, doing it in other locations? 
Yes, we're primarily in Baltimore, Maryland, and we're looking to expand into other surrounding markets uh, in Virginia and and more down south. And, you know, we we love Baltimore because Baltimore is one of the most um, accretive cash flow markets across the country. It's one of those markets where, you know, it's not expensive like a California or New York. And you can simply go in there and buy a property for a hundred thousand and, you know, get that, you know, one percent, two percent of the purchase price price in your rents. Right. And that's kind of like the model, how we decide Mm -hmm. from a, you know, back of the envelope metric if a, if a deal could potentially be profitable. Right. So, um, you know, we love Baltimore. We, you know, I'm from here. I know the market really well and, you know, we're, we're looking to grow, but also grow in other markets that um, have yield as well for our investors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple more questions here. One is um, I always like asking my guests on the podcast and if, if something comes to your mind, that'd be great. We'd love to hear from you about this. So if not, that's fine too, but I love to hear a story that, uh, in your real estate dealings that, that you can recall is really strikes you as being a funny story, something that, you know, is just funny or something that really surprised you or shocked you. It was like a big learning experience, uh, in, in some kind of a deal or a transaction or an experience. Um, I'd love to hear about yeah. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And since we're on the topic of a 203k loan, um, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are, you know, homeowners, you know, people that are looking to buy a home, people are, that are looking to um, get into a deal where they may understand, hey, you know, I can potentially make some money off this real estate purchase by, you know, being a homeowner, homeowner as well. I think one of the things that I've learned with that particular 203k uh, deal with the duplex is how important it is to have a contractor that you have lined up in the process, right? And I'm, I'm actually on my second uh, 203k kind of loan. You know, the second one that I'm actually doing right now is a Fannie Mae home style loan. So it's similar to a 203k loan, mm-hmm. but I just love the program so much. But, you know, being able to have that contractor lined up up front saves you a lot of time within the transactions. You know, typically people kind of wait until the due diligence period is over and then they go start finding contra- uh, contractors. And, but then you know, as you and I know, you know, it takes time to really vet a contractor, right? Really figuring out, hey, is this person the right person to, uh, you know, to to hire, to to manage my investment, right? To make sure that the project is done on time, you know? And then you, the other important t- thing too is that, you know, they require a lot of uh, particular um, documents in the 203k loan process, whether it's, you know, having your lead certs, having, uh, you know, licenses and, and certificate of insurance and, you know, just having that conversation up front with that 203k loan contractor potentially is so important because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of contractors, as you know, you know, they don't, they're not really good administrative people, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, if you run into a contractor that's, that's, you know, that has good prices, right? They're typically not going to be, um, the, 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 the lack for that is the administrative purposes or administrative paperwork rather. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, having your, you know, your documents online. So when I ask you for, you know, a W-9 or if I ask you for, you know, simple documents, you can send that to the lender. So, you know, just to tie it back in, you know, just having a contractor lined up up front, once you decide that you know that you would like to acquire, you know, a property using a 203k loan is extremely, extremely important, you know, save you a ton of time during a transaction. I think, you know, our last deal using the, the Fannie May Homestyle loan, as I mentioned, is something similar to the 203k loan. You know, we closed that in about 
less than 30 days. And that was because, you know, I already had my contract lined up. You know, I had the inspectors lined up from our, you know, our network and everything just ran so smooth. And typically, you know, one would expect, you know, to close a deal like that in 60 days. Right. So just having that knowledge up front, you know, hiring a really good realtor that understands the process, specifically in the two or three K loan can save you a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of headaches because it just comes with experience, you know, navigating hurdles and and dealing with the unexpected. Um, You know, that's really important in making sure that you have a smooth transaction and a really good experience, too. So. Um, So, you know, to tie in, you know, that's that's probably one of the the. best experiences or, um, you know, the, the most important things that, um, you know, I think someone should learn about, you know, the two or three K model. Yeah, that's a, that's a big takeaway. And, uh, what I, what I've done, and it sounds like you've done this too, but I'll, I'll say it in a different way is that really helping your contractor. That's good at they're doing the contracting is good, but their paperwork, they, they really suffer doing that. So if I can come yep. alongside them and say, Hey, you know, let's, let's work in this together. I'm going to hire you for this project, but let, man, I need your paperwork, dude, you know, just yep. send me, send me this. And they may have it crumbled up in their car and, you know, so I can take a picture of it and, and make a PDF out of it and kind of help that person do some of their admin work. And that, that just really is good synergy uh, working with a contractor or a vendor. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Those are really good nuggets, uh, John. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of the things as real estate investors or even a homeowner rather that's looking to uh, buy their first real estate, you know, home that would like to turn it into an investment is understanding, you know, this business is really about managing people, right? And, and you know, you do have to have the education, you do have to have the network and the money for it, but really it's all about managing people. So once you've ma- mastered that concept and understand people um, going into transactions, you know, that can really save you a lot of time and energy and money, too, which, you know, we 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 all don't like to waste. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Yannick, this has been a great conversation uh, before we uh, cut, you know, before we uh, stop uh, this. If somebody wants to contact you, we'll, we'll be let me back up Are um are you looking for investors? Are you partnering with people? Can people connect with you on that level, first of all? And then second of all, just can they connect with you on social media or whatnot? So I'd love to hear you know, uh, what you're doing in terms of building partnerships with people. If somebody says, hey, I love the idea of investing in apartment complexes in Baltimore, is that something that you could uh, you can assist somebody with or partner, bring them in as a partner? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, within our business, you know, we um, partner with equity investors. We primarily raise capital from um, retail investors, which is anyone that's, you know, looking to earn a really good return outside of the stock market, stock market that actually, you know, will beat the stock market and provide and, you know, provide consistent returns. So we also, uh, you know, have investors from the NFL network that I've been, you know, blessed to, to be surrounded with. Um, so, you know, we, we, um, you know, we typically look for, you know, investors that we have, um, you know, the the same amount of, um, you know, education or the same amount of, you know, experiences, you know, someone that we could actually relate to. Um, so, you know, if anyone wants to reach out to us, you know, I'd love to have a 10, 15 minute conversation. Uh, my company is called Merlin Acquisitions. That's M-E-R-L-Y-N-N Acquisitions. Uh, my email is ycujo, C-U-D-J-O-E at Merlin, M-E-R-L-Y-N-N acquisitions.com. 
I'd love to have a conversation, anything about real estate, however that I can, however that I can help, you know, your, your listeners, I'm, I'm totally down for it. So this has been a pleasure, John, and I really appreciate um, the opportunity to, to connect with you today. Yeah, Yannick, this is great. I'm going to put that your website in the show notes uh, so that people can easily see that link, click on it and on their mobile device or wherever and uh, connect with you in that way. Uh, so we'll include that. So Yannick, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. I really enjoyed getting to, uh, to know you a little bit and talk about real estate. And we'll follow up again in the near future. We'll have uh, some more conversations and get do a deeper dive into the multifamily space. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate it. Okay, Yannick. Yeah, take care.